You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive. Start. Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing drivers. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Well, here we go. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It is, it is the premier home for motorsports. I'm Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. And it's great to uh, join all of you and have all of you join us on a Weird Friday. I mean, it's definitely a fast Friday. NHRA is uh, back at it. Uh, our favorite turn left series is at uh, Coda, turning left and right this weekend. Also, the uh, the World of Straightliners NHRA is at the final time, allegedly, at uh, Wild Horse Pass just outside Phoenix, Arizona. A beautiful Chandler, a place that I know uh, very well. A great program lined up today. Some great guests. And good to be back on the air after what seems like forever, uh, the omnipresent and charming uh, Sid the Kid, SDK Sidney Cora, is uh, pushing all the buttons to be sure everything's uh, going perfectly. Hey, did the podcast get up yet, Sid? Not yet. Okay. So we just we, we banged out a great podcast this morning, our video podcast. Uh, of course, uh, all the interviews and great stuff that we talk about on this program can be found on uh, – well, the Rocky Mountains' number one website for sports, that would be denversports.com, also at racecentralmedia.com. The place for gearheads for over 20 years here in, uh, well, not just a mile high now. Yeah, it's been that way for a while, pretty much around the country and around the globe. So after uh, three weeks off and last week for basketball, I've, I've heard that basketball uh, in the college format is fairly popular, <laughs> I guess. I wonder... I wonder, you know, you hear the statisticians, the experts, always talk about um, lost work hours or man hours or, to be correct, uh, uh, people hours, Uh, you know, when there's holidays and stuff like that. I can't imagine, well, I know that on uh, Sid and I did a podcast or video cast that Friday morning, and I went to a local uh, little place and uh, our broom tucky hood, crazy. But having St. Patty's Day and the opening, uh, really the opening day, <clears throat> cough, for uh, the NC 2As, I wonder how many hours in millions and billions of dollars were lost because I don't think anybody worked. You know, I get up about 6, 6 in the morning, start doing my emails, got 500 a day, whether I like them or not, and uh, started you know, sending out emails, out of office, out of office, out of office, out of office. Pretty much told me how the day was going to go. But it was a great day, and, uh, you know, here we go. It's, it's, Sid and I were just joking. What happened to March? I mean, there's three types of people in life. There's those who who make it happen. There's those who watch it happen. And then there's those who go, what happened? I mean, what happened to March? And I don't know about you. I mean, you guys know that, and I love Colorado. Don't get me wrong. I get very excited to come back here when I'm bouncing around the country or whatever. But I'm done with this weather. 
And with all the Colorado Stodians that I know, uh, Sid being one of them, I think everybody, I think everybody's over it. It's just let's get to spring. But of course, like Colorado, will have two weeks of seventies, seventy seventy five, seventy eight, spectacular San Diego weather, and then go right to one hundred and two. And there's one thing that I can always count on is come Mile High National time, because Sid and I were just talking about that. She'll be up there doing uh, some stuff with me. She'll be a lot of fun. Introduce uh, Sydney to the world of shattered eardrums and burnt uh, lungs and uh, nostrils, breathing uh, the green cloud <clears throat> known as nitro. Yeah, she ain't ready. You'll be ready. Yeah, you'll be okay. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I think I was going to say, no matter what happens, no matter what the weather, I've, I've been here long enough. And I have a very good story I'll get to. It's pretty pretty funny. Almost deterred me from moving to the Centennial State. And he was up on the hogback during the Mile High Nationals. But I've been here. I've seen it rain like cats and dogs. I have a good dad joke I'll follow that up with. And then Friday, or come media day, Thursday, or I've been to media day where it's cold. It's like this. Next day, it's 97. Saturday, 98. Sunday, 102. And a balmy 102 on the hogback is hot. (laughs) Oh, thank God they have, uh, and it's the only drag strip in the world that I know of that actually um, the first X number of 100 feet are are concrete and cooled. Very good idea. NASCAR is kind of a, well, a very iconic place. And Sid and I talked about this on the video cast uh, today, which will be up uh, fairly shortly. Sid's over there numbing the ends of her little fingers. uh, (laughs) Manic as hell. To get the video cast up, we've been busy. I mean, we got we got people. You know, it uh, kind of be things are good. We got a new uh, sponsor partner. We'll talk about under the program, uh, and another one on the way. Big news in Race Central TV distribution world. We'll talk about that with one of the largest media companies in the world. Pretty cool. So Coda. I'm going to digress for a moment because one of the big topics in the world of motorsports, and yeah, 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 we'll get to your turn left stuff. Come on. Sit back, crack a warm beer, or, you know, a little prosciutto melon for you. Formula One, Formula One, as they would say, or IndyCar or sports car fans. The popularity of IndyCar, check that. Well, no, I'll, I'll finish that statement. The popularity of IndyCar has grown greatly over the past few years. And you've got a lot of young guns coming into the series, which are making it very exciting. Uh, Marcus Erickson being one of them, your Indy 500 winner a year ago. And, and you know, except for Alex Palou's um, plenum problem. I bet a lot of you out there don't know what a plenum is. <clears throat> Now get your mind out of the gutter. 
But Alex Palou had the season opener in St. Pete in the bag. But good for Marcus Erickson. He was hunting him down. He was, he was in a weird way, even though the engine malfunction was a fluke and probably will never happen again, but he was forcing Alex to drive the car incredibly hard, and it was a perfect storm. Just watch that movie again. I wonder if that guy's still floating around out there. With my good friend uh, Bill Fickner, who I became pals with at the Long Beach Grand Prix in the Celebrity Compound a couple of years back-to-back. Hell of a guy. But I think he, he forcing the issue the way he did to young Alex meant that he really had to, in some ways, overdrive the car. And the perfect storm of trying to brake, get the car rotated, accelerate, keep the revs up, all those things at once created the perfect storm, which allowed Marcus Erickson to win. I will get to my story, uh, my Fickner story. It's a good one. We'll talk a lot of NASCAR. We're talking Trans Am. Our good friend Paul Dollenbach will be on the program today. The uh, the Coloradan. Uh, his brother Wally Dollenbach Jr. Also doing Trans Am, Trans Am 2. But uh, the youngest winner in the history of Trans Am on the program today, Brett Cruz, who won at NOLA. That's New Orleans. Whatever. N-O-L-A. New Orleans. N-O-L. Whatever. NOLA. Raceway Park. On the program, Paul Dollenbach, uh, he goes back to the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb uh, this year for a, a, a what could be a record-breaking run. And uh, your commentary, too, if you like, at 303-844-3776. And uh, what can I say? It's Race Central on the radio. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen and RaceCentralMedia.com. I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports, your host, Kurt Hansen. Well, 16 minutes after the hour, it is uh, It's the spot. It's the premier home for, uh, well, as we like to say, uh, the greatest names in motorsports from the front range to Formula One. Uh, doing our thing for over 20 years here in the Mile High and streaming around the country and around the globe at the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. That is racecentralmedia.com. You can also... Watch, and we've done about 1,500 of them, uh, Race Central TV there on Denver Comcast, uh, Amazon Prime, Roku. I mean, search your local markets for stations and channels, as we like to say, in your area. But if you're a regular, you know I love I love talking Trans Am. I have a lot of history with uh, many of the, the people that uh, have run this series and made this series Worked so well, John Claggett being, of course, the, the top man over there uh, just below Tony Perella, who bought the series a few years ago and has done a great job with it. But many friends and mentors, uh, Tom Gloy, Bob Lobenberg, Greg Pickett, I can go on and on and on, uh, drivers that helped me start my professional career. And, uh, we love talking to uh, to the young guns, and uh, I reached out to uh, uh, Jennifer Torpy and said, hey, uh, I need a driver. I need, I need, I need a stud. And she said, how about the youngest driver in the history of Trans Am ever to win a uh, race? He won last year, I believe, he done at Road America. And then he also did it at Nashville and won. Uh, it, well, by the way, he was like 14, 14 uh, years old in three months and four days or something when he won his first race last year. Is it? This is not even uh, a fair, Brett. This is. I mean, you just you're you're too young. You're too fast. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I got a great group of people around me, um, some great coaches to be able to um, let me do that. And it, it takes more than one person for sure. Um, definitely need a great team around you and, and great people around you. Aren't those cars a hoot to drive, though? Yeah, I mean, I would say they're probably the most fun thing I've ever driven. And I've driven um, almost anything I feel like I can I can drive so far for my age. Um, definitely a blast. I mean, you got a lot of power. Um, having to keep the wheels under you is, is definitely fun. So what have you I, – I, I, I'm going to make an assumption here. I'm sure that there's been a significant amount of carding back there. But what stuff have you other done as you – or have you done other working your way up to – uh, what's obviously going to be a very successful career in Trans Am. Yeah, thank you. So I've been, uh, so I started off in karting when I was around five years old, and then it kind of just shot up from there. I I started getting into a little bit of dirt racing, um, getting into box stocks, and then um, some open carts with a um, with a 550 dirt bike motor, which was a blast. Those are super fast. <laughs> yeah. um, then running some midgets and a little bit of sprint car racing, and then um, shifter carts as well and then uh, here we are yeah so did you drive uh so i, I did i did winged and non-winged midgets for a couple of years out in california um and when, when you went to the sprint car so it was at 305 360s uh heaven forbid 410s even yeah so i i never got in a 305 i've only ran 360s and then um last year i got in a 410 for four races or so hallelujah where where'd you run last year in the 410 um, just around the Midwest area, um, around kind of Oklahoma, had had some decent 410 racing, um, just to get experience with. And I mean, it's the fastest thing I feel like you can drive. So, um, definitely it opens your eyes a little bit if they're not already open. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, any thoughts about some one-offs in world outlaws or an outlaw career? I mean, you know, yeah, those guys are all my friends. They make, make, they make a lot of money. But uh, you ever thought about maybe dirt cars in your future? Yeah, I mean, I think I had a lot of success running midgets um, for the teams I've been with and, and same with some of my sprint car racing. But um, I think right now I'm focused on kind of going the asphalt path, but I still love running dirt, and I'm still going to run dirt. Um, so obviously if something doesn't work out, um, I mean, dirt's always an option. Yep. Uh, as as, as they say, um, dirt's for racing, pavement's for getting there. Um, <laughs> we're talking to the youngest winner in the history of Trans Am. It's Brett Cruz. I did it when he was four, just over 14 years old last year, and uh, the most recent winner at, at NOLA. Uh, we had uh, Thomas Merrill on the program not long ago. There, you can go, and I mean, uh, 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 Mike Skeen, I nicknamed him the Skeen Machine, um, you know, years ago. It's, I tell you. Uh, I think, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, Trans Am 2 is, I think, the biggest bang for the buck in racing out there. The cars, it's all about the driver. I read a great uh, quote from Mike Cope not long ago. You know, it's a pretty much an open book. The cars are it's really like a spec series. He says the biggest difference from car to car is um, the space between the, the wheel and the headrest. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think um, cars definitely still mean a lot. I think you can show up to the track and have a good bit of better piece than somebody else. But um, for sure, I mean, drivers, everything. Um, speaking of Thomas Merrill, actually, um, my first test in one of these things, he actually coached me at Sebring in Florida um, and kind of guided me in the direction I needed to be in. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. And uh, and here we are, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, God, oh God, I, 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 my, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little lispy today. So I was saying, uh, Brett, not Brent. It's what happens when you have a broken jaw. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, I'll send, I'll send you a check. Uh, um, so where, where do you go? What's, what's, you know, the big, this little company right here called Arrow that's in, you know, in Formula One, an IndyCar, whatever. And they say, Arrow, five years out. Uh, when you're at the ripe old age of 19, what are you doing? Um, I don't really know. I think it's kind of young to be able to say that, but if I would, if I would have to say, I would love to be um, running full time in Xfinity Series for for Joga's racing would be the complete dream, um, and hopefully, winning races and, and a championship, I think, would be my dream at what? 19. You got guy. I mean, you got some of the best drivers in the world coming into TA two. You've got a couple uh, NASCAR guys in there already. I mean, uh, are you who knows? You could be at NOLA five years from now this weekend. Uh, not NOLA. You won at NOLA. Excuse me, Coda. Too many letters and alphabet things and stuff around here for me today. But yeah, you could be at Coda. Who knows? You could be in a Cup car, brother. I know, right? Uh, definitely. You never know. I mean, you go one way or the other, but. Um... Eyes are definitely forward, and um, sky's only the limit. So yeah. I'm going to do the best thing I can, and, and we'll see where I end up. Yeah, so, so here's you, – you're obviously way uh, beyond your ears in terms of your maturity and, I mean, just even the way you're speaking. Do you have somebody that, that works with you on, on PR and stuff? Do you have somebody that, that – I mean, what, what's, a, what's a day when you're not in the car look like for you? Are you – what are you doing for training? I mean, what are you doing to become this successful so fast, but also this mature at such a young age? Yeah, I think growing up around older people for sure helped maturity-wise. Um, thankfully, I have a great management company with um, KHI. Um, I get I get to speak to those guys a lot, and, and obviously they're great people to be around and super knowledgeable, and I think that just that helps me the most. Um, and then a day for me looks like, I go to school two days a week, so I go Tuesday and Wednesday from 8 a.m. to about 2. Um, I get as much work as I can do in person, and then I'll, I'll take some of it home, and then I'll have to work on it at home. Um, do some homework. I'll jump on the sim, um, and then I'll, I'll go walk around the city in Charlotte. <laughs> God. And, and uh, um, Lord, what's, so what's – at your at your age, obviously, you know you're still developing fast. What's your workout routine? What 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 do you do to keep yourself in shape? So yeah, so I work out at um, the Toyota Facility Facility Center um, about every three days a week when I'm not in school, um, and I'm normally gone Fridays, so I'm, I'm normally not able to go in then because I'm normally on a plane somewhere driving to the racetrack. So um, just whenever I'm not busy, I'm normally in the gym. You know, the funny thing is, uh, Jeff Gordon, a lot of people don't know this, originally grew up and was born in Vallejo, California, and he used to run go-karts up uh, at a little track that I used to, to go to uh, after him, obviously. But, I mean, uh, uh, or before him. What am I saying? My God, Jeff's not that old. Um, but he had to leave California because he couldn't get a racing license at 16. He went to Indiana, and the rest is history. Um, it's pretty funny. You can go and win any particular Sunday or Saturday in a Trans Am car, but you can't drive yourself to the racetrack. Who's doing that? Yeah, it's pretty wild for sure. It's definitely <laughs> weird to think I'm allowed to go Uber. 60 mile an hour, 170 mile an hour, but I'm not allowed to drive um, 65 on the road. So yeah, yeah, definitely, 
definitely tough. But I'm getting my permit in about 12 days, so I'll be on the road soon. <laughs> that just that kills me. And, you, you know, I, I think I'm going to predict now uh, NASCAR Cup Series in your future because you just said it the way the Cup boys do, and that's I can go 170 mile an hour. It's not miles per hour, it's mile an hour. It's, so you already got that you already got that thing kind of going for you. So uh, I think that uh, let's just let's just go with that. Yeah. All right. Well, young man, great to have you on. It's Brent Cruz, uh, youngest winner in the history of Trans Am. Uh, this this could be a very exciting season. We'll certainly be following you, and uh, to, to follow everything he's doing, you can go to transam.com and follow up Brent Cruz. Thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck next time out. And uh, I think Thomas Merrill's got his hands filled. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. All right, brother. There he goes. Brent Cruz right there. And uh, it's Race Central on the radio right here and racecentralmedia.com. Two minutes after the hour, Sydney is uh, rocking out back there. Who is it, Sid? Who? Cougar? I can't hear you. The cure. Like, oh, the cure. Yeah. yeah. That's what I need. I need the cure. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I need the, uh, the like you mentioned on the video cast, the, uh, I need the 420 cure, right? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, po- well, what we need is we need them. We need to get some CBD sponsor, maybe. Well, that's yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm all man. My face is really swollen today. You yeah, and you use that stuff, and it helps you. Maybe I should just eat more of it. Yeah. No, I, I use it. I use the paste. You can do tinctures. I know. Except I, you know, I drink them all at once, and it's yeah. You just pound a, the whole bottle. Yeah, it's, it's a bad night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you heard the spot for Cole Parks Hobby Town. Uh, Fred has been a great friend and a partner with this program for a long, long time. And I was out uh, the other day, and they were getting ready for the big spring clearance. And so he told me, he said, tell uh, all your listeners, because our people buy lots of that kind of stuff, that uh, uh, to get in, like, tomorrow, because once all the stuff is rolled out, they're going to have their monster, um, uh, you know, spring cleaning sale, per se, even though they got picked over pretty hard for the holidays. So this is really probably, uh, um, you know, a little bit of that stuff, too, that's left over the holidays. But um, the deals are going on right now. I would go into the store, go to the superstore in Aurora, but there's two locations to serve you. And uh, but you call them. You know, everybody's using the web these days. You You need to really get the visual impression and the, the the wowness of what that place is all about, but uh, lots of stuff's coming out and it's going to go away and it's going to go away in a hurry and at great prices. So I would not delay. Get in today. Yeah, kind of kind of rhymes. I'm a poet and uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Brent Cruz, fourteen years old, four months when he won this first Trans Am race against the likes of Mike Skeen, Thomas Merrill. I mean. Wow. 
This kid's obviously now having said that, he's a sharp kid. He's getting a lot of coaching. He's got a PR team behind him. I have a feeling his, his parents are probably okay. You know, there's been a lot of parental funding going on here, which is okay. I mean, when you're that young, it's it's hard to sell a 14 year old to a sponsor. Yeah, hell, hey, Budweiser. My kid's 14. He's bad. He's winning everything. How about a sponsorship? Now, maybe, um, God, what was that? That non-alcoholic beer. It's very popular. Um, I would know because I like martinis. But uh, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. You get my point. <sighs> Pretty sharp kid and, and very talented, obviously. Um, so I was going to tell this story. No, you know, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i do that in a little bit. I do, I do like what's going on in NASCAR. I, I like the fact that they're starting to get mean, nasty, lie, cheat, and, oh, it's, you know, it's kind of racing in general. But uh, the, the girls are showing their claws. I like it. Remember a few years ago they said, uh, you know, let the boys have at it, and then things got pretty out of control. Uh, the Denny Hamlin thing t- continues to confound. Uh, it's just, yeah. That guy, I don't know. I, I And I said this, I think, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe on the video cast, that, you know, I did say that Kyle Busch would never win a championship in his present psychopathic, psychological, psychographic, behavior graphic, I need to be in the highlight reel persona. Then he broke his legs at Daytona in an Xfinity car. When he pounded the inside, I knew I knew what happened as soon as he hit the wall. Everybody's asking, how come he's not getting down? Because he's got shattered legs. Your feet start flopping around in there, and when you have an impact like that, you slam them off the floorboards or the pedals. I mean, it's it's violent stuff. Fortunately, inside, you know, my open wheel car anyway, you, your your feet barely fit in there, but you can still you can still break your ankles, break your feet badly, or hit something real hard in your hands. That's why you take your hands off the steering wheel. Your hands go through the wheel, and you break all your hand your fingers and destroy your knuckles and shatter your hands against the the, uh, the dash, which is really comfortable. Especially if you're just racing open wheel cars for the weekend and you're really a neurosurgeon. <clears throat> Not going to work out very well. So, uh, and then his son was born. And I think he had an epiphany of such. Whatever that means in the Bush household, I don't know. I know Kurt pretty well. I like Kurt. You know, I got along real well when he was here with Furniture Row. Pretty cool cat. I hope he... Hope he gets better soon. Uh, Denny's, the toothpick's not going all the way through the hot dog. Hence why I call him the, the, the ham sandwich. The mold, old, five-day-old ham sandwich at the back of the refrigerator at 7-Eleven at 3 in the morning as you're trying to make your way home after, after a weekend of racing and there's nothing left to eat. Now I think I'm just going to call him Hot Dog. I, I just, I, I don't, and I'm still, in, in many ways, I mean, FedEx is hung with him. 
And Joe Gibbs has hung with him. And I can tell you why. He's won a bunch of Daytona 500s, and the guy's a really good driver. But one day he'll sit in the pole and be leading the race with, you know, 50 laps to go, come in for his final pit stop, get a speeding penalty. Then he go out of the track and lose his mind and crash the car. And the next week, barely qualifies. I don't know. But I like what's going on. And Ross Chastain, it was just a year ago this weekend, he got his first win. Could he do it again this weekend? Hell yeah. Best story in NASCAR last year was Ross Chastain, I think. Uh, and he's, I mean, don't look, don't look around too far. He's still right there. This guy going away. And I love his attitude. Smashing the 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 watermelons and all stuff and and uh yeah, I mean the guy's the guy's a breath of fresh air. And speaking of a breath of fresh air, Haley Deegan said stuff that will blow your freaking mind. And oh by the way, Coyote Motorsports, short drive up by twenty five. Love Brian. Got it. I haven't seen him since the uh, the Daytona 500 party, but uh, they got stuff in stock. Zero percent financing. Denver's only star certified Yamaha dealer, which means they have to have the best of the best in customer service and customer satisfaction rating. They're one of the top CF Moto dealers in the country. They got them in stock when other people don't, and that's zero percent. I can't believe they're still doing that. So go in and see Brian tomorrow, Coyote Motorsports, CoyoteMotorsports.com. Tell him you heard us talking about him on the radio. Good dude. We have great partners. And uh, welcome aboard North Star Liquor. We'll talk a little bit about them. What can I say? And the Haley Deegan story will blow your mind. And we'll get to that after this. minutes after the hour on a fast Friday. Welcome to the program. It is Race Central on the radio. I'm the insider, Kurt Hansen. Great to be with you on uh, what it turned out to be a, well, it's a fast Friday. As I say, uh, NASCAR is uh, Coda NHRA. Is it the last ever allegedly in Wild Horse Pass? IndyCar just around the corner. What can I tell you? Uh, he's, he's a good friend, and I'm honored to call him a good friend and a great guy. And I have to, I'll just say this on the air. You know, I was doing a little Googling, uh, Paul, and uh, your brother Wally comes up and everything says retired race car driver. I guess they need to update that, that, uh, that, that iteration. <laughs> on Wally? Yeah. yeah. He's racing more than me. <laughs> I know. He's racing Trans Am too. We just had uh, uh, Brent Cruz on, who was younger driver ever to win yeah. in Trans Am, 14 years old. Jesus Christ. But yeah. uh, you're putting the band back together. We are. We um, took a year off, you know, with the loss of David and Bud Hoffpower, we decided to not run last year my car. So I ran uh, the Sierra uh, cart, which was uh, a lot of fun, but we just had 
had some issues, and then the weather, of course, was bad. So um, decided to take the car out, uh, pulled it out of podium um, carting. It was on display there for about you know a little over a year. Oh, yeah. And um, put it on the dyno, just to make sure it all ran. Now the motor's apart and found some things that uh, definitely need to be be addressed, but uh, we're, we're looking pretty good. We're, we, you know, hope to, hope to be testing early May. Yeah. We're talking to Paul Dahlenbeck of the Dahlenbeck family, uh, family, family, easy for me to say, uh, hailing from Basalt, Colorado, sort of vis-a-vis New Jersey. Um, but uh, going back to the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb, many time a champion in many different cars uh, on the hill, also a really cool stunt driver. I, was, I didn't have a chance to watch your video Tell me what what is this? I'm afraid to to watch this video. Is this the comments? Uh, Hardy Party Five. What is, what the hell is that? Oh, about? that that was that was a that was a podcast I was on. Um, so the video is is okay to watch. It's a good <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we we did um, we mostly we talked about everything, but uh, mostly about you know I just was in Italy for seven weeks. Uh, well, not just, but over the fall um, in Italy, shooting a new Enzo Ferrari movie that is due out the end of um, the end of the summer. Can you uh, Michael talk about Mann it? Can you was talk the, about uh, it? was the, uh, was the director, but it should be good. It, it was really cool. Based in the fifties, uh, late fifties, uh, got to drive some really cool cars. Um, it, it was a blast. Was your normal cast of cohorts with you? Yeah, we had, um, you know, same stunt coordinator um, as Ford versus Ferrari, uh, Robert Nagel. And we didn't need as many people. So we brought basically uh, there was 10 of us that that came over. Uh, All racers. uh, Jeff Bucknam was there and John Capps, uh, which is Ron Capps' brother. it was there, Tony Hunt, and uh, Ben Collins, who's the stick, was the stick for t- uh, um, 10 years on Top Gear. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was fun. I was actually doubling Patrick Dempsey, but um, so my hair was blonde for a few I months. I saw the pictures. I loved the it was, pictures. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I, at first I didn't like it. Then it started growing out. I liked it, and then my wife liked it when I came home, so I kept it <laughs> for a while. But, uh you know, Patrick did most of his own driving, so I, I was his fill-in, his COVID backup driver, fill-in when he wasn't there. There was about uh, six days where he, he couldn't be there, and then I drove other cars while he was there. So, um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, really looking forward to to that movie coming out. It should be good. Yeah, no doubt. I, I want to get back to the hill climb, but just real quick, what yep. in any particular scene in Ford versus Ferrari that I would I would. Uh, recognize but not recognize you because i know how that works with sagging yeah i mean the the i drove like seven different cars in ford versus ferrari the main one i drove i was um uh playing even though they had an actor then i was driving the haskins car that was the green 95 car in the daytona race that got passed right at the right yeah 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 Um, yeah so that was the the car that i drove you know, most more consistent in the movie, but then I, I'd get thrown in, you know, the cars were, I could only drive the, the, for the Fords um, and the Ferraris and the Porsches, they needed some smaller guys cause they were really small cars. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was relegated to pretty much driving um, the GT forties. What a shame. Uh, that movie yeah yeah it was a shame what a tragedy so <laughs> yeah. who's who's helping put uh, the car and we 
we took a lot of pictures with people with it at our Daytona party at Podium uh, uh, this February. So, yeah, I know the car was going away, but what, you know, who are some of the people coming back to help you again with all this? Because as I always say, without the dough, there's no go. And yeah. this is not a cheap deal. Exactly. No, I appreciate that. Um, Alpine Bank is coming up Good. big time this year uh, because they just opened a branch in downtown Colorado Springs. So it's perfect with FanFest there. It's like the perfect match, and we have a great relationship um, uh, with them. And uh, uh, Gail Banks uh, was supposed to drive his truck this year. He, he just said he couldn't get it done. So he chipped in money this year. Still working on a tire deal. Um, I might go solo on that this year. Um, talking to Bruce Fawcett, Hoosier, talking to Yokohama. And uh, Yokohama, I need to buy five thousand dollars worth of wheels i'm not ready for um uh hoosier is still working on it but i'm not sure what i'm going to do on the tires but yeah uh a lot of the same crew guys that uh, actually they're all crew guys that have worked on the car good are are coming back so uh, i feel pretty comfortable um going up there and i think it'll be good i mean between cody vashultz and i in our class it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be within a, a second of each other. I think it's we're always we're always pretty close. I can so. remember, and I'm, I don't mean to bring up sore subjects, but uh, yep. when I was anchoring the broadcast uh, from the top in that miserable 2020, it wasn't the event wasn't miserable. Yeah. It was a miserable day. Just I mean, yeah. And, and and I've been there, so I'm I'm empathizing and sympathizing. And you got your time, and I, I was standing with you. And to say that you were uh, yeah. unhappy might be a, a soft way of putting it. And you went and you sat on the rocks and just looked out from yeah. the top of Pike's Peak. And I know it's going through your head because I've been there. And you came back and you're like, damn it, I, I could have gone faster yeah. right here and right there and right here. You know, yeah. And you hate that replaying I, it. Yes. Uh, to lose overall by a half a second, less than a half a second was pretty yeah. painful because the car actually wasn't that good. And, you know, I, I did a couple chicken lifts cause I felt chicken it wasn't lifts. comfortable in the car. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if I just would have just kept my foot down just a little bit here or there broke a little later, you know, there's so many, you know, and Clint Vasholtz probably could have said the same thing. You know, he, he had some moments, I'm sure, but, um, it, it's frustrating because a half a second over a, you know, 12 and a half mile run is, is, you know, just nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm as motivated as, as ever. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting really excited. It's coming up so fast already. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Before that, we're going to go to Baja and run, um, the, uh, Nora 1000 with my buddy, Chip Griffith. Oh, nice. We're going to run, we're going to run, run a, a spec trophy truck this year so that'll be fun is there such Different. a thing as a spec trophy truck <laughs> yeah it's basically limited horsepower yeah. you know, 600 horsepower or something and then um but we're not going to drive it until we get there so it's going to be we're going to get like a 10 minute test drive each and then we're going to go so um that's that should be pretty pretty interesting and then once i get back we're going to go right into testing at pike speed uh probably at high plains and test uh, on some of their lapping days, and then um, and then we're testing up on the mountain the first weekend in June. Unbelievable. 
And and yeah. we, we appreciate the Ray Central stickers on the car too, buddy. We always every, everything we can do yep. to help promote you. I I think I've got some some announcements coming up, some things I'll be doing this year that may um, uh, circumvent me. But uh, if I can be there, I you know I love being there and, and supporting the, the whole the whole effort. And, and you've got great people behind you. And love having you there. And you know it, it's it'll be uh, you know Fan Fest again is on the. Uh, two days before the Friday night before, which will be fun. And then once we're done with that, we go to Land's End and we do that one again where I'm the race director. And uh, and that's always my favorite dirt hill climb. Oh, so, I know it is. Um, you know, there's, you know, it's going to be a fun year. You yeah. know, and that's, a, that's, that's what it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed yeah. to be fun this racing stuff <laughs> yeah well i remember i didn't talk to you for a long time during covid like, like a lot of us and uh you know it's it's uh yeah we're lucky we can we're so lucky to get to do what we do and have the people support us that we do and and yeah. uh i gotta i gotta call wally and give him some crap because I, I don't think he knows he's retired but um uh yeah and say hi to your mom and dad for me uh, best thoughts always oh. and hopefully oh. uh yeah, hopefully we'll see you real soon. Uh, I'm looking at your Facebook Thanks, page. You can you can go to Paul Dollenbach Racing. Do you actually have a website? I've looked for it, unless I'm missing. I don't that. have I a website so. anymore. Yeah, um, uh, Instagram is Paul Dollenbach ninety eight. That's kind of where I do my stuff, and everything gets kind of put on Facebook through that. Yeah, but uh, I kind of stick with the Instagram. I. I'm on Twitter, but I don't do really Twitter. I just go look at stupid stuff, which I'm about to get rid of again. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. well, you uh, need a TikTok. You need a skirt and a TikTok page. No, no, won't do it. <laughs> All right, my brother. Uh, right. Yeah, go have a cold one for me. Say hi to everybody, and uh, thanks so much for taking time out. I know you're right. you're super busy, thanks. but I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Kurt. All right. Yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the really good guys out there, Paul Dollenbach, uh, the Dollenbach family, as I say, from Basalt, Colorado, vis-a-vis uh, New Jersey. Uh, Wally uh, Dollenbach, senior, uh, legendary guy in the world of, uh, uh, you know, USAC slash uh, champ car racing slash, you know, just everything. And, and the Dollenbach legacy, he and Wally at uh, the Hill Climb and in Trans Am. I mean, it's, it's pretty deep. Uh, and, and Wyatt, who's Wally's son, uh, did some Trans Am stuff, was doing some announcing stuff. I think he's going back to the Hill this year. I meant to ask Paul about that, but what can I say? It's all good stuff right there. The segment's brought to you by Coyote Motorsports Denver's only star-certified Yamaha dealer, also one of the top CF Moto dealers in the country. 0% financing. Go in and see them tomorrow. Tell, well, tell Brian you heard us talking about him on the radio. It's Race Central on the radio. The first hour of power is in the book. The second hour power coming up. And my Haley Deegan story after this.